Welcome everybody to Body Ecology Living. I am so excited about our conversation that we're going to be having today because I have admired Dr. Isaac Elias for, oh my gosh, six, seven years. My friend Hyla Cass, Dr. Hyla Cass, uh, told me about him and Nick, she gave me this amazing product that we're going to talk about. And in the beginning, I didn't really understand what it was. And um, then I heard a podcast, FX Medicine, which is a great podcast if you want a good one to listen to. And then, um, so I started using the Pectisol, actually using it, and saw lots and lots of changes. And then I started understanding the science behind it. It's a little complicated, at least I thought so at first, because I'd never heard of this, this molecule that we're going to be talking about today, this protein. And I thought, if nobody's ever heard about it, how significant can it be? But it is extremely significant. And today, Dr. Um, Elias is going to go into this molecule. It's a life-changing conversation. You'll see as we get to the end why you're going to be very glad that you listened and also uh, know about his work and know about his product and his book. He has a brand new book. I have it right here. It's called The Survival po Paradox. I always wonder if it shows up... Uh, the letter is going in the right way, but it's called The Survival Paradox. And it's great that he has this book out um, because finally people can understand about this incredibly important, his work and the molecule and um, that we're going to talk about. And also um, just, just right now with all the crazy stuff happening in the world, not only what it means, the survival paradox, but also what to do to survive through this time and make it through safely. So, Dr. Elias, thank you so much for being on. I'm very, very honored that you said you do this podcast. Thank you, Donna. I'm I'm looking forward to this uh, interview. And you know, we are admirers of your work. We've been using the body ecology for almost two decades. You know, I think we started like in 2006, and it changed and transformed the health of my own family members. I've recommended it to dozens and dozens of cancer patients. And the reason, it's not the details. The details are amazing. It's the wisdom. The, the wisdom of understanding the respect and the dialogue between the microbiome and us and how when we respect each other and we treat our gut well and we treat our being well, we get a better microbiome, we get a better being, and we actually get a better world because this relationship, as the book talks about, the microbiome and us, it's just an inner relationship. It's us and people who we don't agree with. It's different nations in Earth. It's Earth in the solar system. These relationships keep going on, and we have a chance to exercise them inside our own body, and that's why your work is so important, and that's why the survival paradox is truly a paradigm shift. You know, I worked on it for years. It's really a culmination of decades of insight of, I mean, 10 years doing a half day meditation retreat, 20 years going to the mountains for two months a year, studying, you know, Tibetan uh, Buddhism and meditation for decades by being a researcher, being a clinician, being a healer. And then it got simplified. And as I wrote it uh, and put the energy into it, I know I said, okay, I, I was ready to, to, to write a book finally, I'm in my early 60s, but the feedback is, you know, is people are just saying, you know, it changed my life. It changed my life. And I think it really resonates with your work and your approach. So I'm really excited to be here with you today. Oh, great. Well, you know, so Hyla told me 
about your work and when I heard uh, listen to the podcast the FX medicine podcast you mentioned you were going to be writing a book and I thought great this is really good because I don't even know if any doctors even functional medicine doctors know about this molecule that we're going to talk about but when she this you said that it was called the survival paradox I was completely puzzled like I thought what does that mean the survival paradox now of course I read the book from and listen to that podcast at least six times, but which you, you kind of have to because everything, every time I listen to it, I get another important piece of information. But um, the thing is, the survival paradox is like something that is, uh, we can't avoid it. It's absolutely part of our life, and yet it's saving our life and at the same time killing us and aging us quickly and making us really sick. So, would, can we start there? Could you explain what does it mean, the survival paradox? Of course, of course. Uh, so, you know, taking a step back, uh, integrative medicine approaches, functional medicine recognizes the inflammatory process is driving every chronic disease and, and acute diseases like COVID, like sepsis and chronic diseases. And I think that Western medicine has, has embraced it now with the cytokine storm, and with understanding the importance. But is inflammation really the cause? And the answer is no. Inflammation is a result. And what drives inflammation, and that's the paradigm shift, is a survival paradox. The same drive that makes us survive is what causes us to get sick, affects every acute and chronic disease without exception. You know, there are close to 9,000 papers on galactin-3. There are 75 published papers on pectosol, modified citrus pectin, the galactin-3 blockers. But if you look at them, they are in so many different areas in uh, oncological support, in kidney health, in heart health, in liver health, in autoimmunity, in microbiome health. Why? Because of this fundamental process. So what is a survival paradox? We are innately built to survive. It, don't know, it's built in us. So if it's built in us, we can't control it. So how, do, how does it work? Well, our immediate effect within a fraction of a second is our autonomic nervous system, our sympathetic system. Fight or flight. We either fight or we run away or we hide. We, 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 we put a shelter. And then we got the parasympathetic system that balances it out. And if we find time to relax during the day and take a deep breath, it will balance it out. If we are in a sympathetic flow, we know it damages our health. But then there is a biochemical response. And the biochemical response is triggered by our survival protein, galactin-3. And galactin-3, as a survival protein, helps us survive embryonally when we are in the womb. It helps organs and cells to mature in a healthy way. For example, kidneys need a galactin-3. But when we're already alive and functioning, Galactin-3 serves us for injury repair, injury from stress, from traumas, from infections, from an array of issues. How does it do it? By producing inflammation and fibrosis, hardening of the tissue, which makes the organ dysfunction. And it truly drives aging. Galactin-3 drives our aging process. So if we can block its harmful effect, it's going to change our health. But when we look at the survival paradox on a 
on a physical biological level, on a molecular level, yes, I developed the first galactin 3 blocker, modified citrus pectin. You know, I, in interesting, I just... It's called Pectisol, by the way. Right. And there are other companies out there that have citrus pectin or modified... Is, is theirs considered modified or just no, Pectisol? It's actually a, a great comment. People really need to use Pectisol because it's called borrowed science, you know. They, they take your science and then they put out a, 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 another, I mean, you know it well with your work, right? <laughs> and, you, know, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we were ordering your cultures, you know, it's like, uh, it, wow. it's, it's, it's the same, you know, so definitely, but I was just getting today a WhatsApp from the oncologist who did the multi-center trial in biochemical relapse of prostate cancer with 78% responding. He said, Isaac, you know, he told me, he wrote me, Life, we all have our time on earth, you know, but you were willing to swim against the current and you really made a difference in medicine. And this is something that you own. And of course, I thanked him for helping with the study. But yes, it's really recognizing that the survival paradox needs to be addressed can affect us in so many levels. So on a physical level, we have pectosol, but we have to address it emotionally, mentally psychologically, psycho-spiritually, and we are built to do it. And the book takes us through the journey of understanding what is the survival paradox, who is the architect of survival paradox, Galactin 3, what kind of effects it has on us, the damage, how it operates metabolically, very relevant to, to infection and to biofilm and to Lyme and to Candida, like in areas that you are interested. And then it tells us how to block it, you know, use, and but then it gives us the real, the real key to transformation. And this is connecting with our heart, the heart of survival. Well, there's so much to unpack here. So let's just start with this molecule that no one's heard about, galactin-3. And also it's gal, galactin, and it's got the word lectin in it. Is it a lectin? Absolutely. <laughs> Some people have borrowed my galactin three work, and yeah, you know the yeah the the whole lectin is not a new thing. It's galactin is the most important lectin. It's the most researched lectin, and it drives inflammation. That's its job. Its one job is to create a, an immune response to create inflammation. And we know now what the cytokine storm does. It kills people, right? So what it does, galactin 3 is the most researched one, is a, is a carbohydrate, a sugar, not a glucose, but sugar in general, a carbohydrate binding protein. So it has this kind of a structure and the different carbohydrate binds here. So you get oligosaccharides, uh, glycoproteins, glycolipids, you get all the oxidized lipids. And then what it does so different growth factors, different inflammatory factors, different damaging factors bind, and then it creates a pentamer. It creates five of them, and it can, and the five will attach to other five, and it will create a pentamer, a coating, a lattice formation that is the backbone of the arteriosclerotic plaque. That is a way that cancer hides but it's also the backbone of the biofilm that allows bacteria to hide and viruses to hide and candida to hide. And when we block it with, when we block it with modified citrus pectin, it breaks apart 
and now the body can respond. Because what happens if we look, and over in the book, of course, I cover it, if you introduce galactin-3 to immune cells, they shut down, they stop functioning. Why? Because this lattice formation is covering the immune cells and they no longer communicate with the surrounding. When we put a galactin-3 blocker, they start functioning again. So this is a very important concept of the survival paradox and understanding the role of galactin-3. And later on, you know, we'll talk about this concept of survival because we are not the only ones who want to survive. Our microbiome wants to survive, you know? So if we are aggressive, we are, if we are aggressive with our microbiome, if we insult it, you know, we take antibiotics when it's not necessary on the wrong diet, the microbiome will respond with vengeance. And that's when we get the side effects. So it's, a, it's about creating a harmony. And we are built to, to do it. And I'll talk a little bit later about the role of the heart. That's really the mm-hmm. big Well, I, would you explain again a little bit more about the immune system? I yes. kind of missed that. I'm afraid other people might have missed it too. Like, yes, yes, definitely. It, it's a very important topic. So let's step back and talk about the survival product. So we want to survive. Now, if we look at our body, Donna, we have, I don't know why they say 37.5 trillion cells. Let's round it to 50 trillion cells. So 50 trillion is 1,000 times 1,000 is million times 1,000 is trillion, we have 50 trillion cells. Each cell in our body has up to 1 million reactions. So it's a miracle that we are alive and we are talking with so many reactions in this body. So we all support each other. Each cell supports each other, and that's the interdependence between cells. And then when a cell decides that, and the cell knows it comes into play, and then it lives ends, and it goes throughout normal apoptosis, it does dissipates away and a new cell comes. But when a cell doesn't want to die, it says, I don't want to die. It's holding, it's fixation. It's a basically mental concept also. It feels that it has, it has an imbalanced survival drive, survival paradox. Now it doesn't want to die. How, well, how, how does it do it? It creates a coating around it and it creates an isolated environment and it starts duplicating and starts being aggressive to the environment, how do we call it? We call it cancer. So what cancer does, it utilizes galactin-3 to shut down the immune response. Amazing. Wow. So okay, now example, I understand what you were saying, because uh, that's really, really important what you just it's said. It's important. It's critical because we know that patients, cancer patients getting immunotherapy, PDL one mm-hmm. inhibitors like Etruda, they're now very popular and has some benefits, a lot of benefits sometimes. If their galactin-3 levels are elevated, they will not respond to the PDL one They will not respond to immunotherapy. Why? Because the immune system is suppressed and the cancer is hiding. So mm-hmm. This is the biggest problem with treating cancer, is it's hiding and you, they, you can't really reach it, even with the strongest and most powerful right, drugs exactly, and all. Exactly. So you're saying, just to make sure that everybody gets this, you're saying that if you lower galactin-3, the immune system can come out and do its job, basically, and that cancer cell can't 
become da really dangerous, kill you. <laughs> and it's not that I'm saying, if we look at the study that was just published in Nutrient, which is a high-impact peer-reviewed journal, multi-center trial, six hospitals, our third trial, 60 patients, a large trial. So what is biochemical relapse of prostate cancer? You remove the prostate either with surgery, with radiation, and the cancer starts coming back. Now the PSA is going up, it reflects the cancer coming back. What do we do? We give modified cytospectin. The modified cytospectin, our modified cytospectin doesn't kill the cancer. It creates the environment for our immune system to deal with the cancer. Where it's not a hormonal therapy like other drugs and supplements, you know, that are phytoestrogen because that's, that's a double-edged sword. It allows the body to address the cancer. And what do we see? 78% response. That's the same principle that we are showing in so many conditions. And in the book, I'm, I'm explaining it, but there is, on one level, there is such a simple solution. This is why I feel that using modified respecting is the most important supplement you can use because it's tied to aging and to every health issue without exception. And in the book, you've got some amazing stories, which are always great to read. The people that came to you were literally on death's door. They shouldn't be alive today. And they survived long, long years, you know, much longer than they should have ever survived. And, and I know you did other things besides the modified citrus pectin, but that was critical. And, and as I began to understand more of how it worked, I could see why it was doing that so that other treatments acupuncture, the mushrooms, and so on, would help them. It's like the modified citrus pectin has to be the first step. It has to yeah, it's part calm of the, things down. It's always, a part, it's always a part of the package. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think, um, <clears throat> I know you probably should have brought this book out before and this knowledge into the world, but, you know, sometimes people aren't ready to hear it. We certainly know a, a lot about cancer today, but most of all, thanks to Dr. Gundry's book, a lot of people know what lectins are, so that's a little bit easier to understand. But also, um, I think a lot of people are learning, you know, they learned about the cytokine storm that couldn't be brought under control, that took a lot of people out. And since the whole issue is still going on, I think that there could never be a more important time than right now for people to learn about modified citrus pectin and about the uh, galactin, galactin, I guess I'm not saying it right, but oh, yeah. that, that this is an enemy and that as it increases, they're, they're, well, even like one of the things I found says, so, so after I'd learned something, I'd go do research and I'd learn more about, fibrosis, for example. And then I looked and I saw a lot of information on, you know, research now on the lungs um, and heart, uh, that when people have the COVID-19 virus and then, or they develop COVID-19 and then sometimes very seriously and, you know, into the hospital, they end up with after effects. And so I'd love to spend some time talking about this oh, subject. Absolutely. I think you... it's going to save lives. And all these long haulers out there, you know, that have these post-virus symptoms, modif this is the answer. So they must be on oh, that. In I, I want to tell you, it's probably the most important thing we can focus on today with what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, and it's, 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 the data is remarkable. 
So galactin-3 drives the survival, uh, drives the cytokine storm. I really want people to understand. Galactin-3 starts it. I published a part of a group, two landmark papers in the last year, year and a half, okay? Both of them are on what we call acute kidney injury, a damage to the kidneys that then will lead to organ failure and to death, okay? For example, 40% of COVID patients that come to the hospital have AKI, acute kidney injury, and 50% of them will die, 50%. So we showed that if you block galactin-3 using our modified citrus pectin before we create sepsis in the animal models, we prevent the rise in interleukin-6. We attenuate the cytokine storm, we reduce the acute kidney injury, and we reduce dramatically the death of the animals. We showed the same when we have perfusion injury, when blood is not coming, what happens in COVID with hyperviscosity. And we showed that in the intensive care unit, patients coming with sepsis without pre-existing conditions, their level of galactin-3 at time of admission will determine who is going to die. And so do, do they who test that? Who would know? Well, first of all, need, people need to know they can test. They can, but they don't levels. before the and trial. Do they? Do, does anybody know to test for that? No, you know, because it's a, a lot of politics on, on what gets attention, right? What gets studied. Mm-hmm. So here is a really important thing about COVID. Remember the survival paradox and what I said. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to survive. COVID wants to survive. The highest density of galactin-3 receptors where galactin-3 can attach is in the lungs. The spike protein of the COVID is practically identical to galactin-3. Oh, wow. But the, the ACE2 receptor is also in the gut and the kidneys? Uh, it's right. in Everywhere, places, of course. So. But the other part of, of the spike protein is literally identical to galactin-3. So you've got something that will reduce the inflammation and can also bind to the spike protein. So you have studies, large study done in Mexico Mexico City on a, a, looked at patients coming to the ER, to the, just with COVID, okay? Regardless of the level of involvement of the lungs at the time of admission, the level of galactin-3 determine who later on will end in the ICU and who will die. The levels of galactin-3 are time for admission. So you're right, modified citrus pectin at 15 grams a day is a must, and it can be used with other treatments. And because it's, it's synergistic, you know, we have shown our modified citrus pectin to be synergistic in cancer with radiation therapy, with multiple uh, chemotherapies, with hormonal therapies. It's not about one or the other. It's about addressing these issues. And in this sense, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, a lot of my friends say, Isaac, what your work is like the best kept secret in town. You know, you're too busy just researching. I feel that way. Absolutely. You got to put the word out. And it's not that I'm shy. I know how to speak as you can, you know, I, I know. I just have to put more energy. And the survival paradox really opens the door for people to Mm -hmm. understand the profoundity of it. And I tell you one simple thing, take take pectosol right now. It's insane not to, because if we can block and attenuate the cytokine storm, we are, you know, it's 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 like a it's like an insurance policy. 
So I would like to just, just have some clarity on this. So you need the innate immune system that kicks in when the virus enters the body right. um, is necessary. So that's a good thing. Right. And yet what we don't want happening is for that runaway, uh, the immune system become out of control. And could you speak to that so people just have a better picture? Yes, of course. It would have been incredible if our immune system could respond and then relax. It doesn't. It gets stuck in a hyperinflammatory state. It doesn't shut down. And that's when, then, that's when the cytokine storm uh, starts, when, uh, when, uh, and we, when we get an inappropriate immune response, because here is the interesting thing. For B cells, so there are two kinds of lymphocytes immune cells. There are T cells for cellular immunity, and there are B cells. B cells need to mature into plasma cells to produce antibodies. Galactin-3 blocks the ability of B cells to become plasma cells. So I have cases of patients, let's say someone who had a, a serious side effect after a vaccine, okay? And months later, they have, they have inflammatory symptoms and they have no antibodies. And I give them modified citrus and a few more things to support. And the symptoms get better, and suddenly they are showing antibodies. Months oh, after, wow. yes, why? So they didn't have antibodies after the vaccine, right. uh, or very, very low levels. Right. They start on the modified citrus pectin, and, and suddenly then, they have antibodies. And now, this is very fascinating, again. Very. I, I need to confirm, but we understand why it's doing it. It's allowing the B cells to transform into plasma cells while it's lowering it's allowing us to have a normal T-cell response, but it's lowering the hyperinflammation. It's also lowering the mast cell uh, you know, excretion of, of different uh, allergens. So it's lowering galactins. It also drives allergic responses. You know, if you look at autoimmune diseases, the patient with autoimmune disease has a very high level of galactin-3. Why is all of this? There are two ways of looking at medicine and health. It's chasing the symptoms which you can do with conventional medicine, and you can also do with integrative medicine. I treat this, I treat this enzyme. Or you can step back and say, let's try to have a bigger understanding, right? Don't I know? When you, let, let's, let's look at the body ecology, okay? When our body ecology improves, like with your approach, everything improves, right? The energy is better. Mm -hmm. The urinary system is better. The OBG your brain, went, you think better, the brain you better, are happier. The gut brain, why? You didn't treat the brain, you just treated, you just supported the person. Mm -hmm. So we have to remember modified citrus pectin is food. It's made from the peel of the citrus fruit. You know, it's a great story I tell in the book. I grew up in Israel and um, my neighbor, Leo and Ruth Cohen, that are no longer alive, they were the pioneers in the, in the, in the citrus industry in Israel. They were PhDs in organic chemistry. I remember 1971, we took a walk to their house, and Ruth turns out of the blue, I'm 12 years old, tells me, Isaac, one day they will find a cure for cancer from the peel of the citrus fruit. No idea why she told me, but I remembered it. 24 years later, when the first research came out in 95, I called her from San Francisco. I said, Ruth, it's Isaac. Yeah, how are you doing? I told her, you won't believe. I remember what you told me. I need your help. Wow. And that's how my journey started with modified citrus pectin. And you know, nobody imagined how big it's going to be. The focus was on oncology. 
But then I started seeing people's memory getting better, joint pains getting better, blood pressure. And I said, uh-oh, this is harmonizing fibrosis and inflammation. And I found that it's removing heavy metals. You know, we have many papers. It's That's huge right there. Yeah. And we actually people just take it as a detox for heavy metals. And That's huge. These are not speculation. We have, I think, three mm -hmm. or four published papers. Everything we do is supported by science, by research. That's why I don't have enough time to go around and, and talk. But now I've made it a commitment mm -hmm. to put the message out and use the importance of Galactian 3 to allow people to move from survival to healing and harmony because we are built to do it. Our body is built to do it. We just have to connect with disability. Well, maybe that's the ultimate purpose of this worldwide pandemic. It's got people doing a lot of reflecting and realizing what's important. And when they get over this and they realize, you know, it's there's a heal, there's a way to heal, a way to get past this, it'll ultimately be a better world, a kinder world. You know, I think too. So again, the timing is perfect, even though you probably could have done it earlier. Now I have a question about the B cells. Um, so in order for them to start creating antibodies, which is their job, and there aren't any antibodies. So they're, are they hanging around after yeah. the person's gotten over the, what so, feels like their infection, you know, they're, 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 they're still, how are they able to create antibodies later down the road? Are the B cells still waiting, hanging around, waiting there? So B cells, plasma cells, more, they have a memory for a certain antigen, for a certain stimulant. And that's why when you get vaccinated and you are exposed to, a, to the infection, the body can produce a lot of antibodies very quickly because it's ready. And that's how you fight all, all different illnesses and different mm -hmm. diseases. The galactin-3 prevents the B cells from maturing into plasma cells. So, and doing the work. And this is one, this is one of the very interesting results that I wasn't surprised because of the research, but it's kind of neat when you suddenly see, see it in, in labs, you know, and it's not, I mean, again, it's not like very high level because it was five months after one single vaccine. So it's not like the next day, but addressing galactin-3 is key because it just, as you said, it allows other treatment, it allows the body to deal with its issue because we are exposing the inflammatory problematic things, the areas that are problematic in the body that have inflammation. These areas are areas donors that we don't get oxygen to, that we have this lattice formation, this biofilm, that we have what we call microenvironment, right? And this is really turns to the whole metabolic issue. If you look at metabolism and you look at sugars, okay? So if we have a normal sugar metabolism, we don't eat refined sugars, we keep a good diet, we are balanced, then we have normal density, you know, we have insulin receptors, something called the adenosine monophosphate AMPK is, st is stimulated in the cell, and we have normal sugar metabolism. Mitochondria is open, an enzyme called PDH, and it comes, and we have a very efficient production of energy. One molecule of glucose, 36 molecules of ATP. Now we are in crisis. We're in crisis. We're in a survival mode. Survival mode that will drive diabetes, will drive infections like candida because you're interested. Survival mode that will drive autoimmune diseases. Survive, same survival mode that will drive cancer. AMPK get blocked. 
either if it's cancer, it's because certain, you know, I don't want to give the name, like P53, AKT, certain, certain uh, uh, biochemical pathways in the cell. So this is my thinking. You know, I have a very broad, esoteric, meditative approach, but I, then I take it to the biochemistry. That's the beauty mm. of, of this approach. Then suddenly something called mTOR1 gets stimulated. The cell has a sense it doesn't have enough oxygen, hypoxia, which is classical of survival. <gasps> no, no we, we, we don't breathe, right? And then it blocks the mitochondria and we go, in, we go into glycolysis. We can produce energy 100 times faster, what we need in survival, but at a heavy cost. Inflammation, acidosis, abnormal metabolism. And what happened in descent? Candida will 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 will, will you know, and, and thrive and grow and so it's about balancing. So we can see in, in patient and people with infectious diseases, chronic infectious diseases, we see this mTOR pathway mm-hmm. not working well. So this is where modified cytospectin helps, and then intracellularly we use something called honokiol, which is made from the magnolia bark, which helps inside the cell. And we have actually published a paper on their synergistic anti-inflammatory effect. So it's really between moving from a survival uh, mode, like you said in the beginning, to a place of balance, of an open heart, of kindness. And why is this something that I already said we are built to do? Because we are built to do. If you look at every organ in the body, if you look at every cell in the body, every cell in the body wants to get nourishment, right? So the... The cell is the smallest organism in our body. I mean, you can say the mitochondria also because it has boundaries. It has boundaries. It decides what comes in and what goes out, just like our skin, right? So the cell takes what it wants and lets go of what he considers to be toxic. And every organ does it. The only organ in the body that functions differently that say, give me all the suffering, give me all the toxicity from everywhere without discrimination. I need it, is the heart. The heart gets all the dirty blood from everywhere. It connects with the universe through the breath, and it gives blood everywhere without discrimination. And that's a transformative quality of the heart and the healing power of open heart medicine. That's the real deep message of the book. I know. It's a very powerful, strong spiritual message, which I definitely want to bring up. Uh, actually, I'd like to come back to that um, because... I think it's hard for people to understand what you mean by open heart medicine. Um, you know, a lot of people can't even begin to imagine that their heart can be open. It's so shut up, shut down. And so I know you have techniques that you use in your um, center and your meditation retreats and all that you teach people how to open their hearts. And that's a really critical part of the healing to be able to heal, right? Yeah, it's actually, it's my, it's my third will. So I do a lot of it in Israel where I have thousands of students. And now with the book, I'm going to do it in the United States. I'm going to have like a, a masterclass webinar. And I'm actually going to have a doctor summit about transforming the survival paradox in November of 2022. And, uh, but if we look at the heart, which the first organ that the heart nourishes when the blood comes out of the heart, the heart nourishes itself through the coronary arteries. But the heart doesn't nourish itself until it finishes its work, until it pumps the blood out. That's the selflessness of the heart. 
and the heart nourishing itself in order to nourish others and as part of nourishing others. So the easiest way to really feel it, I'm going to tilt a little bit this, is for everybody listening, just put your hands on your, on your chest and relax your abdomen. And so put one hand on each side and just relax. You can be with eyes closed or open and just feel the heat. You know, sometimes it's the first time, wow, you feel the heat of the heart. It's amazing. And just let this heat go everywhere. So the electromagnetic field of the heart is so big that it reaches every cell in our body at every moment. It's 100 times bigger than the electromagnetic field of the brain. And it connects to people around us. That's a heart-to-heart connection. So you can just feel this warmth of the heart melting any struggle, any survival. So that's the real medicine. But what is the one thing that makes the heart harden? Fibrotic, fibrotic type heart failure, galactin-3. So you can see why because it creates isolation instead of creating connectivity. So that's a small exercise. So because of I've taken a lot of esoteric practices and some insight that I had, and I was fortunate, I was a doctor to some of the most legendary meditation masters in the Himalayas. Uh, I'm defining the area geographically for political reasons, so I can go back. So I was their personal doctor and I got to study with them, you know, at 14, 15,000 feet. So I've gotten very unique knowledge that I kind of practiced by myself for many, many years. I don't rush. I know I, I want to feel that there is, a, you know, I, I study vertically. That's why it took such a long time. And the book- well, would you, so you're basically saying that true healing requires that you open up your heart. You can't but- really fully heal without doing that. But our heart does this transformation, even if we're not aware, right? Otherwise it wouldn't be alive. The survival of the heart Mm -hmm. is to give. The moment the heart stops pumping, it stops its survival, we die. So because physiologically we have it, it's very easy to connect with it, spiritually, mentally. And that's why meditation that involves the heart and this exchange of toxicity with love, compassion, uh, it's the basic meditation is called Tonglen, but I've taken it, I've developed it to uh, its physiological aspect. Really, I mean, there are great meditators. I'm not needed to teach meditation, but my, my niche, my specialty is how to use this somatically to transform our health and the health of others. Because that's where we go back to the microbiome, right? What is the microbiome? I know that people say 50 trillion, 100 trillion creatures, most of the DNA in our body, we have a relationship with, with the microbiome. If we treat the microbiome well, it will support us. You know, when somebody takes a chemotherapy called adriamycin, which is very popular chemotherapy for many cancers, and they've mm-hmm. taken antibiotics before the chemotherapy, chemotherapy is not going to work because we need the microbiome to activate the chemotherapy. How in heck, how did the microbiome know to do it? You know, immunotherapies for cancer are directly related to the health of the microbiome. The microbiome knows to protect us because when the microbiome protects us, it protects itself. It can survive for longer, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the good part of it. You really want to know what survival is? It's about harmony 
with each other. It's about opening the heart to each other. It's about melting enemies. Like I say, when the, when the survival paradox melts away, we connect with love, compassion, nourishment, and this door to infinite healing opens. And one of my most favorite sayings, Donna, is not everybody is going to be a miracle, but anyone can be a miracle. And why? Because everything changes all the time. Nothing stays the same. That's the one truth that transcends any belief system or thinking. Everything changes all the time. What happens when we don't accept change and we want to fixate on it? That's survival. Not letting go, right? Not realizing that what comes and gets expressed will die and fade away. So that's really the root of survival. That's I'm touching it at the end of the book. And that's the topic of my, of my next book. And that's what I teach in meditation, of course. Yeah, that is beautifully explained in the book. Um, but just to summarize or say, that's not really a summary, but I just wanted to clarify, I guess, and have you confirm it, that um, anything that's stressful, a thought, uh, anything really, um, somebody yelling at us about relationship, there's so many things that trigger that stress survival response. Then our cortisol goes up, our blood sugar goes up, you become more acidic. And then at that stage, you can't access the heart. It's the last thing on your mind is calming down, listening to your heart, feeling its vibration and all. So how do you, are you just saying something like a habit or a technique that people just have to you know, know, like I'm feeling really stressed right now. I need to get out of this state. So I'm going to meditate and do what Isaac says to do in the book. I'm going to start practicing this meditation technique and I'm going to bring myself back down into a healthy state. Is that, is that yeah. a summary of it, sort uh, of? Yeah, so actually the last chapter in the book, I introduced the very basic meditation, but mm -hmm. it's true. So when we are stressed, we are in our head. For example, when I talk to you, I think and the words come and I process everything from my heart. I do not process any longer from my, I think from my heart, literally. I feel the thinking here. I don't feel the thinking here. And you can see when people are in their head, you can see they're in their head, you know? When they are in their heart, everything is opened. There's a true quality of healing. And the beauty, we are built to do this. It doesn't take decades and many hours. It's built into us physiologically. We just have to tune in. And that's really, it's very interesting. Some of my, uh, my maybe some of my two greatest meditation teachers, which were also my patients, really legendary in the Himalayas. And they, they somehow told me, you know, this is going to be your work in the West, to, to spread the connection with the heart in, in, in simple way, you know, and not in an esoteric way. And really, this was decades ago. And I really said, well, I don't know. But if they, if they say, maybe, you know, and now, it's maturing because there is a deep message. When we connect with our heart, everything is possible. And there's so much research on the healing quality of compassion and love and being kind to each other. And we are really challenged these days. We are challenged with, with polarities of opinions. And uh, as we all know, and it's really, it's really about understanding somebody who has a different point of view. 
You know, it's about having the flexibility. So, for example, in medicine, conventional doctors, can they embrace holistic medicine? But can a holistic doctor embrace conventional medicine? It's the same, you know? So it's about having a certain flexibility of mind. And it happens when we connect to our heart, because one of the most beautiful things about the heart is the heart has no concept. The heart just takes, connects with the universe, and gives. It's our head, it's our traumas. And that's where genetics and epigenetics play such an important role. And I tell some stories in the book about, about people who actually healed from uh, amazing PTSD, amazing traumas, you know. And it's possible when we let go, you know. And so the chapter, the, the one chapter before the last, chapter 15, is healing our scars of survival. And so we do it physically in the clinic, Tamitaba clinic, actually injecting the scars with, with, with Procain, with an anesthetic. Mm-hmm. And scars, we, you're we, saying the scars yeah, and the body. Scars, other mm-hmm. scars on the body. Now, what's amazing when you inject the scar, and it's called neural therapy, it's not my, my invention. And we use some homeopathics, but even just using Procain, it's an anesthetic donut that works for 45 minutes. And the scar just. In all patients, 100%. I've never seen a case not. I've done hundreds, if not thousands. The scar will get smaller, either 10% or 50%, 60%. This can be a scar that has been there 20, 30, 40 years. And guess what? It will never come back. How is this possible? Because the scar is holding to a certain pattern from the nervous system, a certain trauma, a certain certain thing that served the scar. The scar had to let's say, to be created after surgery. It was, otherwise it would be in trouble. But now it's not needed anymore. But it doesn't know. It shoots to the brain. We numb it. The connection between the brain and the scar falls away and the scar forgets and the brain forgets. It's really, it's really, we are relearning, we are really relearning and repatterning our memory, memory reconsolidation. It's profound. And in the book, in the same chapter, I tell my story as a Holocaust survival, about survivor, what happened to my grandmother and to my grandfather that I'm named after and what happened to me. And now when I healed the Holocaust trauma I was holding for my family, my mother in her early 80s, for the first time in her life, without knowing I'm doing it, could open TV and watch programs about the Holocaust you could never see. Because I did my healing and time goes in all directions, you know, so... I have this philosophical, esoteric concept that I teach in retreats, but I translate them into biochemistry, into medicine. There's a great level of practicality. I'm, I'm a practical guy. I'm a researcher. I'm published. I got NIH grants. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's this combination. It's, it's every day. Well, did I'm... you, so the Holocaust, you know, the, the, you weren't there, but the um, energetics of it was in the cells for your mother, for example, and passed down to you. So are you saying that you sort of stopped that by literally opening your heart? Was it like a, how did you do that? Was it like a forgiveness? So like, how did you get, I mean, there's so many people still so there. I'm you named, know? Yeah, I'm named after my grandfather, Isaac, who died at age 50 in Israel after he escaped from the Holocaust. So he died, I think, in 52. When my when my grandmother, the real survival, died in 98, in 2007 or whatever it was, and we stood at the grave, my mother for the first time said, you know, your grandfather 
She really knows the right number. She said 10 out of 12, it was five out of eight. Five out of eight siblings were killed by Hitler. We never knew it. We never talked about it. He never talked about it. He, had, he held it in his stomach. He died from stomach cancer at age 50. Mm-hmm. Since my childhood, I had this pressure in the center of my chest, this pain. And I kind of knew, and, and sensitivity in the upper back, and I knew it like it didn't belong to me, and I could never get rid of it. Okay? And then when I connected with the fact that I am, and I knew I, I had some healing that was connected to him. And when I connected to this, and I realized that I'm holding his pain that was passed to me genetically and epigenetically, I use my meditation and my psychological awareness to let go of it. So you let go psychologically by understanding, but then you rest your mind. It's a meditation that does a trick. And suddenly, my God, I have, I have no more pain in my chest. My chest is totally opened 55 years later. In my early, in like late 50s, it happened, you know? Insane, you know? And when it happened, suddenly, my mother went through the transformation and I teach it. I, in the book, I don't give the diagram. I did share the diagram for the first uh, time when I gave a webinar in IHS a few weeks ago. But it's going to be a big part of when, 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 I, when, when I teach more. It's, I show how time goes multidirectionally and how one thing affects others. So meditation and connecting with the heart has a multi-generational healing effect. I see it in patients. I see it in my own story. And science supports it, you know. So there's a very famous saying in Hebrew that says, which means everything is predetermined, but we have the choice. Mm-hmm. The predetermination is genetic. The choice is epigenetic. So we all oh, have a choice. Great. That's why anybody can be a miracle, because we have a choice to decide if a gene will express itself and will not express itself. And galactin-3 does play, play a role in epigenetics ex- expression. But of course, what we are talking about today is bigger than, than just a supplement or a molecule. It's about life, you know? It's about... And we all fall into survival. I fall into survival. You fall into... Every living being falls into survival. But then we have the ability to snap out. We just have to know how to do it and remember. And that's real healing. That's really ultimate healing. So there are really two messages in your book and here on our podcast. One is physically a really important message about uh, the importance of this molecule, this protein, galactin-3, and controlling it, keeping it down very low. It's still got a purpose, so we need some in our body, but when it gets too high, it becomes very dangerous. And that's you can block that uh, from damaging the cell with a modified citrus uh, modified, well, it's pectisol. Right. That, that's the one you want to get to make it's sure it's really the perfect. right one because there are other ones out there. I wanted to tell people, um, first of all, I love this and I noticed sometimes I would use it and then I'd stop using it for a little while because I get real busy, forget about it, and then I go back to using it. And I just noticed certain things beginning, you know, happening. Like, for example, I had some um, uh, some veins on the top of my foot that went up my, one that you know, would go up my leg, up my ankle, and it got, they got, I noticed, gee, they don't seem to be there. They're going away, away, away. And then I thought, could it be the modified citrus pectin doing that? Definitely. But um, yeah, so because anyway, I mean, the, so anyway, I want to be sure I didn't 
forget to take it. And, you know, I, from what I could tell, I needed three scoops a day right. to get a really good dose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I'm 75, a big, big issue for me or a big um, goal for me is to age well and not be a, a burden well, to my family. You, when you're 75, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> oh, thank you. But, I mean, I've been Amazing. since, like, a kid, really, thinking, are we supposed to age like this? Is there a way to... Uh, you know, we, we have to be in a wheelchair where people are pushing us around and our hair is real white and you can see through our hair and lots of spots all over us. And I thought, if there is another way, God, please show me. So I've been looking for answers. I really think this is an important part of aging well. And what I do is I put three scoops into this ball jar of water. And then and it, right now it looks uh, darker than usual because I put in some of our um, ancient, our minerals which are uh, phobic and um uh, humic minerals but also i put in some kamu kamu powder because i wanted to add some vitamin c in a natural form so it, it's not it's usually lighter in color but i added uh hacked it up a bit here <laughs> but um Is so humic is so important because they also bind to glyphosate and they, they prevent absorption of glyphosate so they are very important. oh yeah that's right i actually have a ton of things i wanted to talk to you about um and that was one of them all the toxins that it binds in the body including glyphosate very important if you listen to um stephanie Seneff's work you realize glyphosate she's connected glyphosate to everything there is and autism and everything but i think that's a bit much but nevertheless it's a dangerous poison and just like we don't want heavy metals in our body. We don't want glyphosate. If it's something comes along that can actually keep the glyphosate or the heavy metals from harming us, we should all be taking it. Um, I wanted to ask you too about the vaccines because this is a big issue for people. Uh, their children, you know, they don't want to have their children vaccinated, a lot of people. So children can take this too, right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so the so I was thinking because um, I'm really interested in this whole issue with the long haulers, and also I, um, uh, you know, I I sort of believe that what's going on is that the virus is still active and causing all this inflammation, but it's actually opening, awakening up yeast, for example. There's actually research showing that yeast becomes a problem again, even if it wasn't before. It's sort of uh, awakening viruses and all that. Absolutely. So it seems from everything I've been learning from you that once again, this would prevent someone becoming a, a long hauler, uh, calm that information down. And um, so as far as, you know, these sleepy, latent viruses like Epstein-Barr and herpes, what, what about, you know, can you say something about this for that? Yeah, sure. and of course, also medicinal mushrooms are sometimes. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. But, but, but if we focus on, on this, because that's the main topic today. So we have about, I think, four or six papers with the USDA uh, publishing that uh, our modified tetraspectin is a proven prebiotic. It helps normal bacteria to grow in the gut, and it mm -hmm. will prevent the growth of abnormal bacteria. So, yes. It's all about maintaining the harmony. So this will help you to maintain a normal microbiome. And as a result, as a result, it will help with different uh, infections. You know, for example, the Lyme patients, they love pectosol because they are so sensitive in their gut and the vast majority will feel better. It's rare for them to take a binder because it's a great binder, of course, and feel better. You know, usually you will take a binder, you feel worse. Not with pectosol because we are reducing this abnormal 
uh, inflammaging, you know, it's really, I mean, there is inflammation, there's inflammaging, which is a very interesting term. It's this uh, subclinical inflammation that you may not see in blood tests, but it's really aging us. And galactin-3 plays a key role in infl inflammation. You do, you do toward the end mention some very important products that you have developed. Uh, I guess I didn't should have said this in the beginning, besides being truly a healer, which I think people can see that very clearly now, you're also a researcher, that's clear, but also a product developer of great products. Um, the mushrooms, as you mentioned, and the um, hanokoil, I never know if I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. Is it? Hanokio. Can you just talk about Hanokio too? Because you yeah. said they were complementary. Hanokio is this amazing molecule that uh, is a phenol that is, is in the in the bark of magnolia, and mm -hmm. it has a wisdom to work differently in a normal cell compared to a cancer cell. In a normal cell, it's a powerful antioxidant. In a pathological cell, in a cancer cell, it will help to kill the cell. It will also help to normalize the metabolism. So Onocule is very good for diabetes. It's very good for every kind of infection. And there's so much research on Onocule and infections, but it has a, an intracellular effect. And because of its unique metabolic effects, you see studies, it's synergistic literally, for example, in cancer with every kind of cancer treatment. Now, what it does, which is very interesting in the brain, it converts glutamate, which is an excitatory toxic uh, you know, a compound into GABA. So it has a oh, very wow. good... Oh, that's why it's so good for sleep. It's very relaxing. In fact, monocule is not as sexy as, as cannabis and cannabinoids, but it's actually more powerful, in my opinion, and very safe. So it's very good for anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's very good for neuroinflammation. A lot of study in neuroinflammation. So you can imagine that blocking galactin-3 is important for neuroinflammation. If you look at the Alzheimer, and you can see, Donna, I apologize, there is so much to talk about. But if you look at the Alzheimer plaque, there is 20-fold concentration of galactin-3 in the Alzheimer plaque compared to normal tissue in the brain. So, of mm -hmm. course, using MCP, there are studies that we show that when MCP is used and we stimulate ne neuroinflammation by using a molecule called LPS, lipopolysaccharide, mm -hmm our modified prospectin will cut it down. But then when you use it with onocule, you will get a synergistic effect. That's why it's a very good combination to use the modified prospectin with onocule. Well, I've heard, so lipopolysaccharide are the, uh, uh, that's the toxic bacteria. They produce lipopolysaccharide. And the, I remember reading that the um, uh, Pectisol actually, uh, let's see, is it? No, no, it's that the LPS actually brings the galactin molecules to these areas to damage it? Is, is that right? Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it right. Exactly. And galactin-3 will bring the LPS to, to, to the day. Galactin-3 is like the bus driver. It brings the bad guys to wherever they need to do. And so, mm -hmm. and so amazing studies showing that, for example, if you produce damage in the kidneys, it will excrete galactin-3 that will then bring macrophage to the heart to cause heart damage. But if you use animals that cannot produce galactin-3, there is no damage. But if you give them bone marrow that can produce galactin-3 and you damage the kidneys, the message of the injury, okay, the stress, the survival, will go to the bone marrow. The bone marrow will, will excrete galactin-3 that now will travel to the heart and cause the heart damage. 
So nerve inflammation is the same, and you know, and from the gut, from the gut nerve, central nervous, and the connection between the brain and the gut, you know, you and I are not surprised about it. And this is why, uh, yeah, onoculin and the uh, modified prospecting are very good combination. You know, just last night I was listening to a podcast, uh, actually a piece of a web uh, summit. The doctor, very, very good doctor, very famous in cancer, uh, helping people with cancer. She's the, the topic of um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease came up, and she said, "Well, you know, there's no cure for that." And I had heard on the podcast that uh, functional uh, medicine podcast I was talking about in the beginning, you had said. This is the cure for functional uh, for um, fatty there's liver disease. Also, too. research and there's already a phase three drug, a galactin three blocker, similar to what we have, but uh, they had some issues, regulatory issue. Yes, non non alcoholic uh, uh, Nash, you know, statorea, mm -hmm. uh, which is a huge problem that people are not aware of. Mm -hmm. it's bigger than hepatitis C. I mean, like hundred million United States have some kind of effect with with this. Uh, or NLFDS, the, the more mild one. Yeah, it's driven by galactin-3. So galactin-3 blockers is, play a very important role. And there's a lot of interest now in the scientific community on uh, in looking at the role of galactin-3 in NASH, in non-alcoholic yeah, hepatitis. Because okay, I never heard that before. I think that's really important to get out there. So in the heart, in the kidney... Which is interesting because you didn't mention that heart kidney connection in Chinese medicine, which I was surprised given that you're also an acupuncturist. But so, but in the heart, in the kidney, and in the liver, in these young men that are getting myocarditis, for example, after being vaccinated, um, all of those are examples of fibrosis, right? That hardening fibrosis of, of inappropriate and, immune response, where galactin 3 plays a big role. So, of course, taking MCP. These are times to take MCP at a full dose. If there were times to do it, that's the times. Now, if somebody is healthy, they can mm -hmm. take just one scoop a day, you know, and they are young, you know, in their 30s and 40s. But studies are showing if you look at centurions and you look at people 70 to 80, and some of the 70 to 80 are going to make it to be centurions, right? The centurions have a lower level of galactin 3 than the ones who are 70 or 80. And galactin 3 goes up. Wow. Yeah, definitely. So a lot and why do you think that is? They just genetically can control galactin-3 better? Yes. or Yes, also genetically, and also they have a more efficient repair system. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a more efficient... The DNA repairs itself. And maybe also these are the people that are operating, thinking with their heart, as you said. I, I've really got, you know, the book made me do a lot of thinking, actually, a lot of reflecting. And when you said that about thinking with the heart, I thought, well, you know, I have two kids. Actually, I have three, but the other one was born. Wait, 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 wait. You see, you see, a moment ago, when you say when I was thinking, uh -huh. you were thinking, so could I can see it, I'm trained. For You you dropped into your heart. Could, could, could you feel it? There was one moment where you dropped into your heart. and you No, said, I didn't. Yeah. I got to learn that. That is like no, not that easy. So, so the job of a good meditation teacher, I mean, now meditation like mindfulness is very important. But mindfulness is like very important first grade meditation because mindfulness means you have to be mindful of something. And when you connect it with your heart, everything is free. You have to let go of everything. So you had this fraction, like if we were sitting separately in a room, Donna, go back to this moment. And then you, that's where the meditation shifts. That's where you get this connection. 
That's what well, maybe that happened when I was thinking of my kids. I had two, and then I had a 15 years, and then had the last one. But um, they're so different because one is definitely thinks with his head. He's real analytical. He's got to study everything and think about it and everything. The other one, the, my daughter, if I wanted to talk to them and you know reach them and get them to do something, I would. I realize I have to talk to her heart, but to him, I have to talk to the logic and. You know, when you said that, I thought, gosh, how do you get somebody like that into their heart? Because, you know, his mind is just well, the dominant I, I, thing. I will give you an advice. Okay. The person, the person that really transformed my book and helped me rewrote it is my daughter, who is ordained Buddhist Lama of the highest. She's very wow. quiet. She doesn't want to teach in public, but she will be amazing. for, And, and she will use your diet. She will be amazing for a podcast to talk about this, because when you were talking to me, I could see how you're able to shift for each for each of the children. But Lee, you know, uh, Lama, Lama Chuni, she, she's really a master in it. And I oh, think it's a great podcast yeah. for, for both of you to talk about it. And yeah, because she, you she said it. She works a lot with younger people, and she guides them through those struggles, you know. Wow, that's fantastic. So I think that's another important place for us to take up next. I'd love to talk to her because I think that I understand exactly what you said, but I think a lot of people listening to this will say, okay, but I'm not so sure I can get out of my head, especially when I'm angry. There's so much anger in the world right now. How can we get into our heart right now? You know, so she has great yeah. techniques. That's yeah, she, is, she, she's really, I um, yeah. And it's really about, we have to know that's the beauty of human beings. We can get lost in our negative thoughts, but we can at the same time, a second later, connect with our heart. And every second we connect with our heart, it accumulates, it accumulates, it accumulates, it accumulates. It accumulates. Is it by going, like, if you can stop yourself and say, I have so much to be grateful for, and then is it out of gratitude that you connect with being, your heart? Being grateful is very profound. It changes our biochemistry, yes. But it's really about... It's, it really requires instructions, you know, it's really, I mean, I, I will be starting to teach, I will be doing, I think in May, I will do like one week. So my vision, like for my summit, they're going to be different well-known people in the level of detoxification physically, transformation, meditation and healing. But during the seven days or whatever, I will be giving a daily meditation practice. So it won't be like a summit, people just listening People will go through a healing experience as they listen. So then you can actually... That's really what we need right now. We need Pectisol, for sure. Obviously, as you made that really clear. And um, we need that, for sure. But you're right. We need the other part, too. And how to do it is going to take some training. It's not natural. And, you know, it doesn't come easy to a lot of us, I guess. But you make that real you know, clear in the book how important that is for healing. So I hope people are getting that. Um, I have this book because you sent it to me with this beautiful, just what you said, it's just beautiful. I, I wanted to read it. It says, Dear Donna, when the survival paradox melts away, what is left is harmony, healing, mutual interdependence, and love for all. So I thought, what a beautiful thing to say to myself all the time, too. So thank you for that. And I also got the book on Kindle, because sometimes is. I like to read it on Kindle. Yeah, this is it. This is really the essence of all of it, is it? exactly. Yeah. 
Thank you. It's really special. <laughs> and I bought it, so I have it in Kindle, but it's not on Audible. And I like to be read to a lot of times. Are you going to bring am, it out? Am, yeah, yeah, I'm going to bring it out to Audible. It did very well in Amazon. I really encourage people to buy the Survival Paradox. You can go to survivalparadox.com, go to mm-hmm. thebookdias.org. The book, I'm surprised. And a lot of thought leaders, a lot of doctors, you know, people in the health field for decades. And I get the same reaction. Isaac. It changed my way of thinking, changed the way I look at medicine. Or some people say, you know, it's kind of ahead of its time, you know, a little bit. But I think we are ready for, 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 for this message. I think the world needs this message. And, you know, there's a lot of great people um, who've endorsed the book. And in their own way, you can see they're just awed and they have the deepest respect for you and for the message. So it's an important message that needs to get out. I hope that people will uh, take the parts from this podcast that's most important for them right now maybe it's the survival it's the modified perspective and they start there but not to stop there and go on and stay connected with dr isaac elias and so the website you want him to go to is yeah for the books they can go to survivalparadox.com and they can also visit dreliaz.com there's a lot of good information but uh, but survivalparadox.com is a good place to learn specifically about the book. And Amitabha Clinic, Amitabha means limitless light. Oh, I wanted to ask you that. So um, um, so would you spell it? And it means limitless light. Yeah. That's great. Amitabha, A-M-I-T-A-B-H-A. Amitabha is one, amitabhaclinic.com, where we do very unique work. I do a lot of work with the therapeutic aphoresis, with blood filtration. And, uh, and so, yes, I mean, there are different levels to, to my activity, but I think one thing that you can feel from the podcast is whatever I do, it comes from my heart, you know. That's very easy to see. Thank you so much. I didn't realize how special this was going to be. And well, I, I, you have no idea how special it is for me. My God, you're, 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 I mean, the body ecology is just, it's a mainstay in our life. So thank you for your oh, Thank you. It's I'm funny how you never, real, you, never, you never realize that you're touching other people's lives a lot of times. And you're going to touch many people's lives. I'm going to do everything I can to get people uh, to know about this book. And I'm going to ask everybody else to please do the same thing. Please share this information. This is a time where everybody needs to be on Pectisol. So Dr. Elias, thank you very much.